Thanks for coming back to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I'm Stacy, and I'm the Preacher Chick. And today's bonus episode is the rest of the conversation that I had with Zach Ayer about things that are said to singles and how we as the church can be more intentional about giving community to singles without making them feel like they're less than or without coming back at them with trite, quippy sayings to help them or what we think is helping them manage really what they're looking for is community and aren't we all and that's what I'm all about I want to create space for community and and family and faith and so I'm excited to finish today's conversation with Zach um, if you have any thoughts or questions or um, maybe you're single and you have you have some things that you've heard that we don't talk about we want to know we would love to do a follow-up and have more conversation about this. Maybe you're a married person and you have, like me, said some of these things, hoping and, and meaning the best, but are realizing that it it didn't necessarily do what you wanted it to do. And you want to be better about giving community to the single people in your life. Um, and you have questions, send them our way. We'd love to hear them. We'd love to go over them. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the conversation. It's one of those things where <laughs> something else I didn't, this wasn't one of my things to the singles. Um, but another thing that's kind of communicated to us is I feel like people treat finding a spouse and marriage as like Narnia. And this is what I mean. <laughs> and this is what I mean. So are you familiar with the Narnia books? I mean, I, I honestly, loosely, okay. I haven't read them all either. Okay, because I never could get into them. Now, I loved the movies, but I never could get into the books. So, now, there might be some Narnia nerd listening. And And they're probably rolling. I might might be getting... So, this is... From what I know about Narnia, here's an idea that I have. Is when the kids go to Narnia, it's never like, I want to go to Narnia right now. Let's just go. It's when they get taken to Narnia, it's always by accident. It's always this divine intervention where it um, brings them into Narnia, where it's like, I just happened to walk into this wardrobe and now yeah, I'm here. Or right. the painting freaking comes out and pulls them into <laughs> Narnia. Or they get teleported on the train and they're in Narnia now. They're never trying to go to Narnia. And when they do try, like in The Lion, of Witch, and the Wardrobe, I believe it's Lucy, once she's trying to intentionally go to Narnia. Yeah. And she opens the door yeah. like, oh, crap, I can't get there. Right. It's a freaking it's, wall now. Right. And There's people just, treat yeah. finding a spouse like that, where it's you'll find one when you stop trying and just wait on God. And it's like. But those are our all things that we say. <laughs> right. And it's and it's like they over spiritualize it. And it's. But at the same time, it makes it very simplistic. Right. But then at the it's same time. Not. But then at the same time, they're like, you have to put yourself out there. stop trying so hard what are you doing to make it work right exactly and then do you want to talk about online dating i was just gonna say i think this is a good segue (laughs) to go to the topic of. so here's why i hate online dating (laughs) is so not to say that you can't meet people on the internet we we both know people who have right and i've as a wedding i've i've done wedding videos on the side for the past few years and i've done a christian mingle wedding i've done a bumble wedding i've done a tinder wedding Mm -hmm. And uh, I've done a 
coffee meets bagel wedding. What the heck is that, coffee? It's just, it's just another, another one. one? It's another one. There's a lot. Okay. And so I've done, so I've seen it done, but here's the thing about, and the last girl I went on a couple dates with, we met over Instagram. Okay. Where I, I, we had mutual friends and somebody mentioned her. So I gave her a follow. She shot me a follow. I don't know if anybody said anything to her about me, but people said things to me about her. And I just shot her a DM basically saying, Hey, can I take you out for coffee basically? And she said, yes. So, um, so people can, you can online date, but the, here's the thing about online dating apps Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. statistically most users of online dating apps are men. Mm. And statistically also most women who use online dating apps have no intention of ever meeting these guys for a date. It's only for a sense of validation. Uh. Like, look, if you guys, like, Google this, like, especially, like, you, and, like, I've gotten more, I've had more conversations with girls on Instagram than I've ever had on an online dating app. And Instagram's not for dating, (laughs) but people certainly use it to meet people and to meet people to date. And so I've never had a positive experience with a dating app. And so the thing that cracks me up about dating apps is the people who suggest them are people who have never had to use them. (laughs) 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 It's like, have you tried online dating before? I'm like, have you? (laughs) I'm like, no, because you and your spouse got married in the nineties and you have no idea what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, mean, I honestly can tell you I'm not one that advocates for the online dating apps. Um, not right. Again, not because I think there's anything inherently wrong with right. them. Um, I just – and the few people that I know who have made legitimate connections mm-hmm. um, I think are the rare. Yes. Not the average. And that's, and that's just a gospel truth that we have to accept <laughs> is we you do not make and this applies to everything but you don't make rules out of exceptions right right you well know? that's like me saying well then just get your, get involved in a church because that's how i met my husband so you get involved in a church I'm like and you're i've been find involved someone. at church my You've entire n- life right right <laughs> you know and i mean i had a friend that was that went through a time of singleness as an adult was married divorced and single again and was just really struggling with being single yeah um again wanted to be married so badly you know and i said all the wrong things and <laughs> um we had long conversations and she was very gracious to me and she was very honest you know i get what you're saying but that's not so i you know and we had very similar conversations mm. what we're having now but um you know but the thing was like at one at some point there was this conversation that we had that was are you in the right place not even, you know, like, like location, just, right? Wise, Literally, yeah. are you? And this was, and this came because this person had family that lived in a different state, and they were contemplating, do I stay where I am? Um, they contemplated moving closer to me, not because I could offer so much, but I was a, a friendly, I was a relationship that that was confident, you know. Right. And so, do I move closer to you? Do I move to family? And that's when we had that conversation: was uh, maybe you're physically not in the right place. Has maybe it has nothing to do with emotions, <sighs> spirituality, mentality. Maybe it literally is you're not in the right place. And I've I've had that thought, but and I don't mean I was not directing that. Right, at you, I but know like, you that weren't. was part of that conversation. And honestly, they moved, and within about a year and a half, 
met somebody and they've been married for a couple years now and expecting babies. There we go. You know, so like, and and again, does that mean that's going to happen for everybody? Like, Zach, you need to move two states away and you're going to find it. No, that's not what that means. That's a big, like, okay, I live in a place that it's suburbs with mostly young families. Right. And then old people. And... And kind but of that's out a, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right. You know, and do I travel a lot? Yeah, but I'm also not looking to get in another long-distance relationship. Right. And then two... Well, but also when you're traveling, you're, you're, most of your travels are for your job and creating content, so they're pretty intentional and focused. Right. And not necessarily I'm, I'm hanging around in the room looking I, for... Like, <laughs> like, is my spouse in this church, right? right? <laughs> you know? And also, that's something else about being a single guy is I never want to come off as thirsty. You know, right. where it's like, Gosh, like I hope do you no know how who much you are, you don't come across right. me, but I get what you're saying. Well, it's like I never want to have the reputation where I come to a place and I'm immediately like where are the women at. Right. You right. know, I never because it's almost like how, you know, like those friends who they're in like a multi-level marketing scheme or like they sell soap or vitamins or they're, they sell like fitness plans and everything, every conversation then is, is bent around. Right. Or like that they, if you get a random DM from this person, you know, they're trying to sell right, you something right. or everything they post online is they're trying to, for me, I never want to be as like, Oh, Zach's here. He's always, he's on the look. Yeah. You know, so I've never been that guy anyway, and I don't want to have that reputation anyway. But it's so, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, well, I think it needed to be said. Just well, even this conversation, this isn't about you saying I'm doing this episode. Somebody's gonna call me. They're right. gonna hear this, and somebody's gonna call me. But it's also not there's a the single guy that Stacy knows. <laughs> Okay, but you and I have had that conversation before where, you know, we've had real conversations. Do you know somebody? Yeah. And and this is where this is probably very hard to hear, but also like like no. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. Oh, I'm really I don't want to hurt a feeling. But like I'm just not going to put anybody your way because I care about you and I care about them and I want them to have the right person. I want you to have the right person, but like I've already told you how I feel about you. <laughs> You're on this level that I'm not just going to send anybody your way. Right. And I, and that's, you are too important to I, me. I'm humble to that waste you see your time. But also, they need to be on level mm-hmm. and they need to be serious. And if they're playing games, I, I am not, I am not making that right. connection. I refuse, you know? And so, um, you know, but there is that. But also, as a married, even if I wasn't married, but as a married adult in the church, um, with a single friend, and I've got multiple young young guys in my life that are single, young young men that are single in their 20s um, in my life. I also don't want to be constantly thinking, who could I set them up with? Because It while would get I, annoying after well, a while. No, no, I don't even think that. I just, while I understand that that's something that you, you want a relationship, um, I think there is an element that's like, this is where some of those trite sayings and the elements of truth that come in that like, 
okay, I'm not going to lie. It's not like I don't look around at different things and go, right. do, do I, well, is there any, well, do I know I, anyone? Do well, I, and I, and I, don't I, want I do, to be on the I do that constantly. too. I'm just like, subtle about it well, but here's the thing like i don't want you to think that i think you have to have this in order to be complete mm. and that that's why i'm pushing right. you to find someone because i think you're pretty awesome as is do but like you said but could i be better if i had this part right and i don't think that's crazy to think either but there's that that fine line in me that says if i push and i urge or i'm constantly looking am i trying to say that I don't think he's enough, that right. I don't think she's enough, that I don't think that on their own they're they got this. Yeah. Well that's that's garbage. That's not what I think. You know, but And that's something no one would ever say you're not enough, but it does sometimes feel that way. Yeah. But thankfully most people in my life I'm not going to say this person's name out loud, but I'll show you their name <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> this individual is always on the look. Mm-hmm. And he's a uh, for his ministry he travels a lot. Right. And so the most, everywhere he goes. <laughs> Is he sending you pictures of crowds? Uh, See anybody you want me to talk to? <laughs> he'll send me names. And the most, the funniest experience with him was he, he didn't know who my ex-girlfriend was. Did he send you? hundred <laughs> percent. And they're like, hey, have you met so-and-so? I'm like, yeah, I have, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we used to know each other really well. <laughs> and then he felt, and ever since then, he hasn't really suggested anyone <laughs> after that conversation. <laughs> they kind of like, oh, crap. But again, there's a different relationship that you have with him. So in no way is he meaning you're not enough. He just, you've had enough conversations together right. that he knows your heart. Right. And so he's like, hey, if I'm going to be out here, I may as well look well, and see. exactly. And also it's... The people who are who suggest people to me are those who are in healthy marriages. Mm, okay. Where they're coming from a place of, man, God, like my spouse has been a huge blessing to me. I wouldn't be the person I am without them. I'm I'm a better human being overall. I'm more Christ like. I've made God has used me for, to make greater impact sure. and I want that for you. But do you think that it would be, this is just totally a lot, you know, a little rabbit trail. Do you think that would be the case if they didn't have that relationship with you to know that that's actually your heart as well? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. because, because some of us know that, that that's your desire is that like, I, I believe I could be better if I had that person. Right. So that's what makes it like, yeah, because I know in my life, I definitely am better for who I'm with. So do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is that where it stems from as well? And also so, it's like. Yeah, and not too many people. Here's here's something else about uh, being single as a 28-year-old. I would say the dating game really changes the moment you leave high, high school. It changes when you leave college. And it changes depending on your context. Like, if I lived in... Here's, a, you know, going back to what you are talking about earlier. Like, if I'm... Would I be married by now if I lived in a different place? Maybe, but... I don't. That's wa- not what I said. <laughs> I know. Well, I know, <laughs> but but, I but no, saying. that's a yeah. natural. Yeah, sure. That's a logical next step. And oh, but man, it's not guaranteed. Well, that's it. It's like you gotta. It's like, am I gonna risk it for that biscuit? You know, <laughs> is like okay, let's. But here's the thing, and this is where I go to as a man of God. Mm-hmm. You are more in tune 
with the heart of God and knowing like, God, I'm not going anywhere if you don't lead me there. Exactly. I'm not going to chase. I'm not going to go to this area because there happens to be statistically a lot More of women, women there. in that area. <laughs> I'm only going to go where you lead me. Right. And, and I believe, I genuinely believe God has called me to serve at the Illinois state office as their storyteller, as their content creator. And that means living in Carlinville, Illinois. And I accept that as my lot in life right now, how, for however long the season, right, maybe for right. the rest of my life, maybe for the next five years, who knows. But I know that that's where God wants me to be. And I'm going to faithfully pursue him and his will in this context. So it's like, okay. I know God is calling me to be a man of God. I'm going to do that as a content creator, as a big brother figure to the students of Illinois that know me, as a little brother figure to the adults in my life, and just try to be loving and faithful in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I. Th- but I think that like that's... Um I think that's crucial, not to you finding someone, but to you being the healthiest you you can be. And it doesn't, that's not, your motivation isn't, I'm going to do all these things so I can be the best me, so God will just drop that one in my path. God, am I ready yet? (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, okay, this is where you have me, and I'm going to do, it's, you know, what's the scripture that whatever your hands find to do, do with all your might? And that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And in that, and in this season, are you being, prepared for something are you being sure we all are if we're really actively um walking in discipleship and pursuing that relationship with christ then every day that should be the that when we go to bed at night that should be what we can look back at the day and say okay even if it's that sucked but i can see and it may not be that night it may be two weeks later that you go ah i really didn't like those two weeks but i can Mm -hmm. see right now I had to go through that to get where I am. But, okay, so here's here's a question before we get to what I, I always ask. Yes. I just, I want to do this. Do you have, um, a, do you have something that you would say is like a, I don't know, I'm not saying you have to make it quick, but also like, you know, sometimes things advice. stick if they're quicker. Yeah. yeah. Do you have advice for other singles and do you have advice for people like me who are married and, but yeah. have single people in their life that they just want to love sure. well? Sure. Uh, let me talk to the other single people real yep. quick whether you're as a teenager or you're in college or you're older than me or in the same stage of age of life as me is you have whatever standards you want to have gosh okay that you was know. yeah you know now i think some people can be i do believe some people can be extreme like there's guys are typically viewed as well they're the more superficial gender where like they're not gonna date or marry anybody unless they find them unless they're they, physically unless, attractive, right? And is that true? Yes, but I believe women have that too. Yes, absolutely. And here's the thing: is there's girls who wouldn't give me the time of day because I'm five six. Stupid. I, but that's I the, know, I and know. that's the reality. And look, I'm cool with that. But you know, when it comes to looks, when it comes to even this is more on the female side of things than the male, but like how much money their spouse makes. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Like, well, listen, and that's where the way, you know, men are wired. I, 
in creation, men are wired a certain way. I believe that. Right. Women are wired a certain way. And women thrive on security and safety. Yep. Exactly. And men thrive on providing. Okay, I shouldn't say that. Right. I shouldn't say that like I know. I've been told <laughs> that, <laughs> that men men function at their best when they know they are providing and, right. are, and are giving a safe space, especially in a marriage relationship. What men are looking for is they're looking for a spouse that they can have fun with that it's like, I feel at peace when I'm with you. When I had a hard day at work, like I can come home and I feel safe and I feel at peace. I feel joy when I'm with you. You help me take care of things in life. Like you work together with me. I'm not in opposition with you. You know what? I So I would say most men are looking for that if not all, but here's the thing is guys, you can have whatever standard you want. Girls, you can have whatever standard you want, but what are you doing that makes that person want to even give any mind your way? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah. like, okay, you know, guys, if you want this really attractive girl who loves Jesus, it's like, why would she want to be with you? Yeah, right. No, I you think know, that's, that's fair. I remember like, like I remember in a college class once, a, a buddy of mine who's, like me and him are like the last two single guys in our friend group at Evangel from Evangel. And he was, we were in a college class and a professor was just going, going off on a tangent talking about like what to look for in a spouse. And the person, the professor said, you need to find somebody who loves Jesus more than you. And is this more than you and da da da. And then, my friend Riley raises his hand. He's like, why would that, if that person like is so much better than you, why would they want to be with you? Mm. You know? Wow. And so, Mm. yeah, if you, you can have whatever standard you want to have. I do think some standards are extreme. Like, okay, for me, I have found beauty in every race, (laughs) you know, I've dated girls shorter than me. I've dated girls taller than me. Uh, I've dated girls with different body types, both of them healthy, but, you know, different body types. So, but then I know some guys who, like, I will only date a girl if she has this colored hair, if she's this tall, if she has this particular body type. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, you can be... You limit your pool even more. You limit your... It's... You're limiting your pool even more. And then, again, it comes back to the same point. Why does that person want to be with yeah. you? So, yeah, that's – it comes back to the whole idea of working on yourself, not for the sake of trying to earn somebody, but it's like why would they want to be with right, you? Right, right, you know? right, right. Yeah. Um, okay, so now married yeah, people. I, I would say the biggest thing is – Single people don't get stages of life. Mm. You know, the stages of life are you're a a baby, you're a kid, you're a teenager, you are a college student, young adult, you get married, you have kids, you have grandkids. Lord willing, you get great grandkids, right? Um, eventually you retire, hopefully somewhere in there, and then you have like your retired sage years, right? When you're single, and let's pretend I never get married. You know, 
then I'm at the peak of my stages of life. Mm. And so. And how, I, really, like, what does that do to you? How does that make you feel? It's. Not that, and I like to say this. I, somebody else said this, and I love it, but, like, feelings are, feelings are there, and so we feel the feelings, but they don't drive the car. Right. So, but, but how does that make you feel? Like, it, if, that's, if, if that's it, and I don't mean that's it. Like, yeah. there's no more, Zach. Right. But if that's, if that's where it's at. How does that make you feel? It's, it makes me feel like, well, is that it? Mm. Like, am I going to be, is all I ever will be a big brother and a little brother to people across the state, which I love being that. I love being your little brother in ways. I love I being, love having you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I love being a big brother to there's students that I'm closer to than others, sure, but like right. I act like a big brother to even if I'm just hanging out with your youth group for the evening and I'm making a piece of content about a student that's there or the youth pastor that's there, you know, I love acting like in that role, but it's like, God is, am I going to be doing this when I'm in my fifties? Mm. You know, mm. am I going to be like, and so that's the thing that, you know, sometimes it makes me feel, it's easy to feel discontent. Yeah. And it's, yeah. as much as I love what I do and what the ministry I get to do and the relationships I have and the things, like, I love, like, I can go to the gym at five in the morning and I don't have to worry about anybody. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. I love, like, I, I did something, so, you know, every year ISM has their, and I'll eventually answer your question that you asked. <laughs> That's all right. That's but right. ISM, you know, every fall they have their youth convention right. momentum. And the way I edited the recap video and the so the recap video ended or the event ended Saturday night and then I checked myself into a hotel room in Chicago and I basically locked myself in this hotel room for like 50 hours. And you know, I, I slept <laughs> and I ate Chipotle that was on the same block like three times a day. <laughs> and I, you know, I basically, I locked myself in a hotel room and I made the recap video and I got the sessions from the event ready to go on YouTube. And I had a thought where I'm like, I could not do this if I was married and had kids. True. You know, well, you could, it would be very, very hard. Right. And it, it would be very hard. Like, I know if I, should I ever get married and have kids, my lifestyle. But you <laughs> will said that ch- earlier. Right. The priorities shift. Right. Where, and then I can do things in extremes that I wouldn't be able to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So, my advice to married people is don't make them feel like they're not a full adult yeah, or a full man or a full or that you need to be fixed. Right. Don't treat them like there's something wrong with them. You know, I believe a spouse is, and something else is, (laughs) um, don't just suggest people for them to look at just because you think like you need to get married. Like, here's the thing. I would rather be single for the rest of my life than to settle. Mm-hmm. Right. I totally, yeah. Well, you that's know. when you, you know, you talked about, 
you know, your standards. And when you mess, when we were messaging back and forth about what we were going to talk about and you said something else to consider is, should we change our standards? And, and I responded to you, like, I know what you're doing here. You're saying we could talk about this, that this is something that's out there. But everything in me was screaming, no, (laughs) like overall, like you said, maybe there's some that you need to be a little more give on, like not so firm. I don't know that that's you. I'm just saying, in in general speaking, maybe, but I, I know. I right. just if if there's something, especially when it comes to character and um, those kinds of things, no, you know, don't settle. You deserve right. better than that. Don't settle. And and again, it's like have whatever. Definitely personality wise and spirit, spiritually wise, don't settle. And then when it comes to the looks thing, one really examine yourself be like okay do they need to be six foot three you know what i mean <laughs> right but then at the same time it's like if you want them to look a certain way i hope you're looking a certain way right you know right eat right go to the gym get a haircut dress nice you know wear clothes that fit <laughs> you know <laughs> take a shower <laughs> basic hygiene is important <laughs> right um but for married people who have friends that are single, the the ones that have been the most helpful are the ones that when you're married and you have kids and the stages of life make more natural sense to you, like it's easy to find your purpose mm. because it's like, okay, I know, I know what I'm supposed to do. Like I'm a husband. I'm, I gotta be a loving spouse and protecting, providing, presiding over my spouse. I have kids. I need to father them. I need to mentor them. I need to provide for them. I need to make sure that I'm not just taking care of them as kids, but make sure I'm raising them into adults that they're going to be one day. When you're a single adult, it's like, I don't have those obvious responsibilities and those obvious purposes that God's given me. I have to find, I have to pursue those things. And so I think for married people, if you can, invite your single friends into your life and help them find their mission and help them find the calling that God has for them as opposed to just trying to fix them. Just be like, okay, how can I help you be a man or a woman of God right now? Because as a married person, as a parent, it makes more natural sense. Like, okay, well you're be a, be a good spouse, be a good parent or be a godly spouse, be a godly parent. But then when you're a single person, it's like, I don't know, like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, let me invite you into your life. Let me give you community because you don't naturally have community at home. And that's, see, that's good right there. Right. Like the Stanleys and other people too, but particularly the Stanleys, I hang out with them a lot. Yeah. And, you know, they, and I started, I didn't eat dinner at their house on a weekly basis. And sometimes it's more times a week than one, but weekly until after my breakup with my last long-term relationship. The week that that relationship ended was the week I started hanging out with the Stanleys more. And so help them find community. And not just community with other single people, because they might not be attracted to this other single people in their area. But even at that, community has to be variated. Right. That's that's the whole, that's community. Mm -hmm. That's like... That's what community is. Right. Community is not we all look alike, sound alike, talk alike. Right. Community is we have like, we're like-minded, mm-hmm. you know, but community is so much more than that. Yeah. So I would know? say, 
you know, the three things I talk about a lot when it comes to living a fulfilling, meaningful life is like, do I have adventure? Do I have community? And do I have purpose? So married people, those things are more obvious to you if you're married and you have kids. But if you're single, they're not as obvious. So as a married person, if you can look at the single people in your life and be like, okay, if I see somebody that would be a good addition to your life, I'm going to point them your way. Yeah. I'm not going to force you into it, right. but I'll be like, hey, have you considered so-and-so? Yeah. But then outside of that, I'm don't just tell me about the other single people in my area. Tell me about how I can live an adventurous life right now. Tell me how I can cultivate community right now. Tell me how, help me find purpose in my life right now. Cause those are more important. Mm-hmm. And then if I can have a full grasp on those things now, then should I find a spouse, I will be in a better position. True. True. That's good. You know, especially as a man, like I have something to invite that woman into. As well, opposed to just being and then the hope a would loser on my couch. <laughs> right? <laughs> but then the hope would be that she's done the same thing. And right. so that you can have these. I don't want to marry a boring girl. Well, you, know? you just said the priority for you is an adventure. And I'm cracking up because on the inside, as you're saying that, and you said, you know, it's more obvious when you're married to see those things. And I, I literally, you said that. And immediately my thought was yes and no, but do I want to burst a bubble? Right. Like, because sure. adventure looks is there adventure? Yeah, but like adventure sometimes for us is, oh, dear Jesus, what's Colby going to say right. when we're in <laughs> this group of people? Right. You know, like, okay, for instance, we're, it, was yeah, just, I, it was just me and Donnie in the car a couple weeks ago and Colby. And one of the things, <laughs> some people are really not going to like this. One of the things, like, if I know you and I love you, you're probably going to hear me call you an idiot. <laughs> okay? It, I 99% of the times, if I say and something's an idiot. Would you quit being an idiot? idiot. Yeah, I'm not meaning that in any derogatory way. Yeah. I'm being like, you know, come on. You know, it's a, it's, you it's a term of endearment, okay? Yeah. So I said that in the car, and from the back seat, Colby goes, so you really do love dad. <laughs> <laughs> you called him an idiot. <laughs> I'm like, ah. Oh. But it's, those are sometimes the. Uh, like, did you ever doubt that? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but it's just like, he's so witty on things like that. Or, yeah. you know, uh, the time that he heard me and Donnie talking to Ty before he went away to school, that we wanted him to make better financial decisions than we did. We didn't want him to make the same mistakes. And Colby comes around the corner and he goes, am I one of the mistakes you made? <laughs> you know, and you're so like, like, shut up, idiot. <laughs> Go to your room. Sometimes those are the adventures <laughs> that right. we have, you know, but like, or right. I think when I but say, I understand what you're when mean, I say I, adventure, I don't mean like skydiving right. and hiking the Himalayas. No, I'm but talking experiencing, about, I'm talking about fun. I'm yes. T- yes. I'm talking about now. I would say if I had to clarify, like as a married person with kids, purpose and community are more obvious and that adventure you have to be more intentional about because you could easily live a boring, unfulfilling life. You can, you can, but as community and purpose are definitely more obvious because like, well, you have a, but there's so much that you said that even just now is, is so true in that. And especially I see this, uh, I see this a lot in the church probably because it's what I know best, Yeah, but where we have, we have young people who've grown up in the church or become, you know, believers as, as teenagers or young adults. And then they get married and there, there becomes this like, um, my spouse 
is going to fulfill everything yeah. that I need. And that is so That's unfair so and unrealistic. Yeah. And because there's only one who can fulfill everything you need. And that's Jesus, you know, like not to be like Jesus, but like legit, that's it. And for you to put any of those emphasis on, on another human being is really unfair and unrealistic. And so there's this element that, like you said, that I'm going to be the most productive I can. I'm going to find ways I need help maybe with people around me. Like, Hey, here's how you do community has, here's how you build community. But you do that. And when you enter those relationships, when that relationship comes along, you already have that boundary and I hate to use that word but that's you know the expectation I'm not going to put that expectation on that person I have okay this is also going to be people say my spouse is my best friend I understand the sentiment Mm -hmm. my husband is my husband and I love him and I don't want to do life without him but I have a best friend yeah and that's Abby Mm -hmm. and and it do I tell my husband everything yep but my husband is a very different relationship sure than my best friend. See, I and ha- I know it's probably a fine yeah, line and it's a little great, like, but like I have a best friend and I have my husband right. and they both fill very different roles sure. in my life. I have close guy friends, like guys I can tell everything. How many guys say they have a best friend though? Right. Is that, I mean, my husband has never, Yeah, <laughs> he has I, friends that he trusts. Right. I have close friends, but I've never had one guy friend like that is my best friend. The only person I've ever called my best friend is my ex-girlfriend. My most recent ex-girlfriend See, I refer okay. to as my best okay. friend. See where, di- and this is where that's just the differences in life, right? Mm-hmm. That So that, I can, I can understand that. You know. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, and, but that's also what was exhibited to me by okay. my parents. Well, and that's why I said my, I know my I'm. My mom and dad were each other's best I'm friends. I'm the hot take on that. I'm not the, yeah, <laughs> you know, the one the, that. And do you even love your husband if he's not your best friend? Okay, but that, that's how I feel. Do people treat you like that? Um, I just avoid the conversation because I feel like that's how I'm going <laughs> to I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> do, do I, look, I wouldn't be married to him if he wasn't like the most important person in my sure. life, right? But I know that he can't provide some of the things in relationship that I need like Abby can. And the thing is, is like he wow. and I were married way longer. Like he and I have been married for, will be 21 years next wow. month. Congrats. Thanks. But Abby and I met uh, 17 years ago, mm-hmm. but we were like instant, like, like super close. And we've walked through a lot of crazy junk together. Right. Um, we've seen a lot of life in those, in those years. We were pregnant at the same time. I had Noah okay. and she had her son at the same time. I mean, they're three weeks apart. Um, we, we've done life yeah. together, but, um, but just the reality is that sometimes I need to, I, am I going to vent to Donnie? Yep. Yep. Um, but I vent differently to her because she's not going to try to fix my problem where I know he's going to want to make it better. Right. Well, and also I think you need like, okay, if I'm frustrated about something in ministry, you know, and this is something I've, I've even told young pastors is you need somebody that you can vent to, that you can sound off, that doesn't know the people in your context. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, like, if you're dealing with something in your context and you're like, man, I need to just full-on rant and Mm -hmm. dump this on somebody that, that can be unbiased, that that won't be be judgmental. Right, and, and, won't 
it won't come back that you're talking, telling people right, these because things because not... they live on the other side of the planet and they'll yeah. never meet these people yeah. until And it's eternity. not like you're trying to talk about people. Like, you've got to decompress. You have to get it out. Right. Or if you're looking for advice. Or Exactly. You know? So, yeah. Like, there's two types of rants. It's either I'm listening because I need you to help me fix this or <laughs> I'm, I'm dumping this because I need to get it out. Well, yeah, that's what somebody told me once. I'll always... You know, they were like, we all need a valve. So, like, on before uh, Instapots came out, there was a thing called a pressure cooker. Yeah. <laughs> and um, my mom had one, and, and like an old-school pressure cooker. And when you put the lid on it, hers had this little thing you put on top that kind of wobbled to let the okay. steam out. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, and if you don't, if it doesn't let the steam out, it, it will blow up. Like, my, we had chicken and dumplings on our yeah. ceiling one time because it, the That's pressure awesome. built up. Okay. So, but... If as a human being that happens to us, and if we don't have somewhere that we can go to release the steam, and sometimes it's not like you said, it's not because I need you to fix this. It's I have I have to decompress. Right. I have to get this out. Right. And here's the thing, married people, your single friends don't have somebody at home waiting for them. Ugh. You know, like when your single friends, like married people, when you have a hard day at work, you can go home and hopefully. You have the kind of really not every not every married person has this unfortunately, but hopefully you married somebody that you can be real with and you can process things with yeah. and you can dump things on. But single people, it's like, man, today sucked. I'm gonna go home and be by myself. Well, and then it's even like I'm thinking like <laughs> even know, at that like we have to be more intentional about community. Well, that but also married people have to remember this is where married and single like I do have kids and I do have these responsibilities and I do have a spouse but like I also need to make sure that I'm creating space like I said earlier so that those those people in my life who don't have that that I I'm available as much as I can be, you know, like I can't be available 100% of the time but I need to make sure that I'm intentional about reaching out and saying do you need a cup of coffee this right. week? Yeah. Do you check need on your hour? Si- yeah. Uh, le- <laughs> legit though. Check on your We're single not friends. Okay. Well, it's, no, I'm just they may be okay, but yeah. here's the thing: is no one else's. Oh. You know what I mean? Because, like, all of our, all of my married friends is like, well, heck, you got to make sure your spouse is good. You got to make sure your kids are good. You got to make sure if you have parents that are still living, you got to make sure they're good. But then. Oh. Unless you intentionally have a single person in your life that you're close to, they're not being checked on. Yeah. Because Yikes. M- ev- most single people you know, they wake up, they do whatever their morning routine is, whether it's they're barely making it on time for work or they, you know, work out in the morning. I say, and, or they're yeah. like you and get up at yeah, four, four o'clock in the yeah, morning. And- go lift and read and then go to work. But then they go to work and then they go home and they're – you know, and they go home and they might just spend the rest of the day watching Netflix or playing video games or whatever. Like, unless and, it's, and here's the thing: the difference in that is that in my stage of life, it's that sounds like a great night to me. <laughs> you know, but I have to remember that that's you know for somebody else, it's what they're doing because they don't have anything else to do. Right. Well, that could be my decompression, but that's your. What what am, what, am, what else am I? I don't have oh. I don't have kids to play. So even with. if it's inviting your single friend, if you're going to sit down and watch Netflix, inviting your single friend to come. Honestly, like, hey, though, I'm watching like, this. Let's come watch it with or me. Like, hey, or like, hey, hey, like the Super Bowl is coming yeah. up. Uh, this will be coming out after the, day the Super after, Bowl, yeah, but, right? But like, if so, if there's something big coming up, you know, say like, you know, hey, 
we're watching a Super Bowl. You well, want to? The come Olympics over, are happening. You, you know, know, hey, we're you, watching we, this, yeah. or hey, we're gonna go see the new this uh-huh. new movie. You want to come with us? Right, right. You know, we're invite them over. See, like if they don't have if they don't have a good relationship with their family, this isn't Or their me. family's out of town. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I like, know, hey, this is not you. you know, come to Thanksgiving or right. come join. The, I didn't, I wasn't at the Stanley's house for Christmas, but they had a stocking for me on their <laughs> fireplace. See, and then the they gave me, um, I've been really into like card games and board games lately. So like Christina got me like a $5, $10 card game that I didn't have, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's my, that, yeah reiterating that point invite your single friends into your life because it's harder for us to have a full life you know so help us help us build our life you know that's good that's good and we should be doing that anyway right that's good. All right. I have three things yes, that I the, always do. With every guest. Yep. So, you know, my whole thing with the preacher chick is to create community around faith and family. Mm-hmm. And um, so this conversation definitely fills that, right? Um, but I like to know then to help connect uh, three things. So what's your favorite scripture? Do you have a favorite scripture? Yeah. I, so your I'm, life versus we yeah, like to say. So <laughs> I, which we've almost talked for two hours as it is, I know. but it's been That's good. All right. Um, I know you said earlier, like most of my episodes are 45 minutes. Like you're going to have like a three parter. We might, <laughs> but now actually my thought was, I don't even know how to break this down. <laughs> <laughs> Cause part. it's just one. That's okay. So I have, I've never been a life verse guy. Like mm-hmm. the verses that I would even come, the only verse I would even think of is Psalm 39, four, which is Lord remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. So just that idea, you know, like I struggle with FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. And I would say like this verse kind of speaks to that where it's like, hey, life is short. And, you know, we have the eternal perspective and know that this isn't all there is, but I still want to make the best use of my time while I'm here. Right, right. You know. Yeah. Not one of the questions. And you may be like, I am not talking about this. This is stupid, but I like this. So. Do you, do you know your Enneagram type? I'm a seven. I knew it. Yeah. Okay. Well, one of my favorite. What do you think my wing is? Eight. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. 100%. 100%. I remember uh, I took, I remember I took the test and Christina Stanley's super into the Enneagram. Well, I'm the one that, I, I bought her the book. Did you? Yeah, okay. I don't. Yeah, so she know. was reading me all the fears of a seven. And we're, I was hanging out at their house, and she's reading me this. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm like, you're wow. reading my – I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> that's creepy. I don't like this. When I read – I have a friend that's so – my best friend is so into the Enneagram, mm-hmm. and she was, like, sending me links to take tests, and I thought – I didn't get it. I thought it was stupid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we've got to do something. Like, I, I, give me the book you're reading. I don't understand. When I got the book and I and I got to the, to the Enneagram 2, I thought – literally – cried and thought outside of scripture I have never had anything that laid me so bare wow like I just had this grasp of why because that's what I like about the Enneagram is is it's not do I think that there's value in like the disc profile and the you know the Any other things the others, yeah yeah. I, yeah sure but what those typically do is say hey here's what you're good at now go do it and what the Enneagram says is hey here's why you do what you do and you could probably be a healthier you yeah 
And here's the people you're drawn to. But really on the Enneagram, you have a main type and you have your wing, but you you could probably see yourself in different pieces of all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I kind of like that about it. But yeah, I'm a I'm a two. So right. You know, anyway. Um, okay. So, yeah, when you said, oh, what I was going to say was I have my favorite podcaster is Annie F. Downs, and she's also a seven. Mm-hmm. And she got in white a tattoo, and she does white tattoos for her own reason. But she had one written in her own handwriting that says, savor this. Wow. That's cool. Right? Because that's what you were talking. You know, I'm like, oh, that's why Annie does the savor this, because it's the reminder that it's okay to be in this moment and to make the most of this right. moment. And not thinking about in the middle of your vacation planning the next one, right, exactly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I so something I do vibe with more though over life versus is st- biblical narratives mm-hmm. that speak to me. So like not necessarily a life verse, but a yeah. Um, so there's two okay in this s- stage of life where I'm post a long term relationship mm-hmm. that that breakup was really hard, mm-hmm. you know. And I've been seriously wondering, you know, am I ever going to get married? You know, this is the hardest season of singleness I've ever had, Mm. you know, because it's one thing to be single in college. It's one thing to be single in high school. It's one thing to be single even post-college, like those first couple years. But when you get into a relationship when you're 26 and you think this is it, like you're confident in that, and then life happens otherwise it's it can rock you to your core right and shake the foundation like well what am i even going after so two biblical narratives that have been really speaking to me lately are one i remember there there's um in the last chapter of john when peter and Jesus comes back and he's cooking breakfast for the disciples. And like Peter literally swam to Jesus uh-huh. and uh, Jesus says, like he's talking to Peter. And he's like, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, ask him repeatedly. And there's a part in that story where people say it's the author who's in this position. He's the one that Peter's referring to, but he's like, like, is he, gonna yeah what about him well what about him is he because is he gonna live forever because mm-hmm. i think does christ tell peter that he's gonna die or well, he talks about yeah he talks about how this is you know because peter says i'll do anything you want i'll i'll, I'll die for you and J- jesus basically says yeah you will <laughs> yeah you will and then You're... peter says well what about him right. and jesus basically says what is what is it what to is it? you uh-huh. and so in my conversations with god on this topic it's kind of been going what about me? Like, how can you let these, this guy get married? I know how screwed up he is. I know what he's addicted to. I know his struggles. You thought he was ready to be married. He's in for a rude awakening. You know, why does he get it? And then what I get from God is like, well, what about him? Like, what are you, are you being faithful with what you have? Are you stewarding what I've given you already well? Yeah, yeah. Like, don't worry about him. Follow your path. Your path and his path are completely different. Right. Don't worry about his. I'm like, okay. And then the other biblical narrative is the Shumanite woman. Do you know mm-hmm. that story? Yep. Okay. Yep. So 
the reason why I vibe with that is I read it recently in the past year, in this past like 15 months of singleness. And, you know, she's, she's a woman who was taking care of the prophet. Elisha was just super hospitable to him. And Elisha wanted to return Mm -hmm. all the love that she's shown to him. And so Elisha's like, oh, well, she's never had a kid. And back in Bible days, if you were a woman and you didn't have a kid, you were like, you were less than for sure. You were less than for sure. And you'd be financially screwed. Yes. Yes. So Elisha, led by the spirit, prophesies that she's going to have a kid. Mm -hmm. And the woman's response wasn't, oh, that's awesome. (laughs) The woman isn't like, oh, thank God. Like, I'm fine. She says, don't lie to me. Yeah. Don't get my hopes up. Yeah. And when I read that, I was like. Okay. And then you read the rest of the story. (laughs) Right. And so when I read that, Uh that when I read that response in this past year, you know, because you can read stories in the Bible that don't hit you, but then they hit you. Times. Yeah, but then it just stands out to you well, one day. That's why it's so alive. this stood up to to me where it's like the attitude that this woman has is the same attitude that I've had when people tell me I'm going to get married one day. Is wow. where it's where it's like, you know, when people say things to me like, "God knows the desires of your heart." You know, he has the person for you. Don't worry about it. It's, I'm like, don't lie to me. Like, you don't don't give my hopes up. Because what I read into that is, like, this woman was trying to put that dream to bed. Yeah. Because here's the thing about, here's the thing about hope is it hurts the hope. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, like, people talk about hope as, like, this great thing, and it is. But when you have a desire that is unmatched, when you have a desire that's never an unfulfilled desire, an unfulfilled dream, and you've done all you can and you don't know what else to do, and eventually you're like, okay, well, I guess that's never going to happen. I'm going to try to live a content, fulfilled life without it. And so I bet my guess is me now this is me reading into the scripture not this isn't this isn't explicitly stated but my guess is she was trying to she was living with the mindset this is never going to happen right i'm going to make the best of it i believe that right and that's how i feel because when you read the rest of the story Mm -hmm. and that's how i feel about marriage and singleness is like Mm -hmm. i'm assuming that this is what i'm ever going to have and so when people and so I'm trying to put this desire away, and then people tap it. I'm like, quit it. I'm trying to ignore that desire. Wow. It's hard for me to live fulfilled and content with this desire, so I'm going to try to make it go away so then I can live at peace. Mm. Because as long as I have this desire and it's unfulfilled, it's always going to be driving me nuts. Wow. And so that's how I feel like the Shumanite woman felt about that, was like, I'm trying to put it away. Mm. But... You saying that is going to make me get excited and make me think this could happen, you know? And if it doesn't happen, then I'm going to be even worse off. Yeah. So then she has the kid and then the kid dies and she runs to her response. She runs to Elisha and said, basically, I knew this was going to happen. Yep. 
I told you yeah. that this was going to happen. Yeah. I, I, she didn't say, I told you no, this would happen. No, but that's, ex- she's that's like, the sentiment. I knew I would be worse off. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would rather this had not happened at all. Right. I would rather me not ever have a kid than me having a kid and died. Mm-hmm. And Elisha hmm. is probably feels awful now. And so Elisha's trying to fix it. And, you know, he says, okay, um, he sends his servant along and says, hey, put this cane on him. Maybe it will bring him back to life. He doesn't say that, but it's like he has to be thinking that. Or it's like, God's done cool things with my staff before. Here, put on his carcass and maybe it will help. And then he tells the woman to go back. And the woman says, I'm not leaving your side. Uh-huh. That's right. And so I read that as like, I just want to walk by God. You know, Elisha was God's presence in her life. And so now as New Testament believers that we are, we have the spirit and we can walk step and step with him. And I want to, because the Shumanite woman didn't think the kid was going to come back. No, but I also think there's a tenacity in her. I'm not leaving you. Right. In that you prayed this, you prophesied this. This is where it's at. I'm yours now. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like, and that's just funny that, but regardless, I think there's, I hadn't thought about it in the representation of the spirit of God. Like you just said it, that makes a lot of sense too. Yeah. So, so for me, it's like, I don't know what to do with this unfulfilled desire that I do have, mm-hmm. but I want to, I, all I know is I want to walk with God mm-hmm. and you know, the Shumanite woman didn't go to Elisha because she thought Elisha would bring her son back. She ran to Elisha because that's where God is. Mm. And, you know, with this unfulfilled desire and with the pain that I sometimes feel because of it, I don't want to run to anywhere else. With yeah, it. yeah, I think that's good. I think that's good. So I think that's really good. Do you have a favorite worship song? Oh, man. Uh, let me Mine check. would change by the day. Yeah, so, you know. I. But here's what I do. I have a playlist on Spotify. Okay, I have a playlist on YouTube. And, I'm going to well, look at it real quick. What I was going to say is, I have a preacher chick playlist. So whenever guests tell me their songs, I add it. to You the add playlist. it. Yep. Oh man, I'm t- I'm taking a look. There's some good ones. Okay, probably the one that I vibe with the most lately is a couple. Is uh, and this is so particular, but it's <laughs> the cover. There's a Justin Bieber and Chandler Moore <laughs> did a cover of they combined Jaira and How He Loves Us. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so I I really like how they combine those two songs together. And then uh, Chris, I don't know any other songs by this guy, but I know this song. I've just I just randomly heard it. Chris Renzima, I Don't Want to Go. And the whole idea of that song is he takes, he basically goes through the entire history of the Bible of biblical figures he wants to be like. And he's like, like David in his temple, I want to bring you praise. And he goes through all the major biblical figures about how they followed God. And he's like, I want to be like them. But then the point he's making is like, I don't want to go if you're not going before me. 
And so that's the whole point of the song. So I've really vibed with those two lately. Those are good. Um, and then I am an entertainment junkie. I love movies. I love mm-hmm. TV. Me I too. love all that kind of stuff. Podcasts, uh, books, yes. audible books. All the so, things. so what are you currently watching, reading, listening to? So listening, uh, podcasts, I go in and out with podcast listening. Um, but ones that I've really enjoyed. This is, I really like the rise and fall of Mars Hill. That's probably the best podcast I've listened to I've lately. Heard that, a, that one has come so up a lot lately. this one, the thing with this one is it, it listen you, it, plays like a documentary mm-hmm. film but in audio only form. And I've listened to other there's other documentary style storytelling podcasts I've listened to like there's a lot of true crime mm-hmm. podcasts mm-hmm. that are like mm-hmm. that. And this one there's definitely some fair criticisms that you can throw at the Rise and Fall of Marcel like I think as far as like some things that they focus on or how they talk about certain things. But in terms of how they tell the story and the issues that they're tackling as a storyteller, I'm like, I hope that I can do something that's this meaningful, mm-hmm. you know? So uh-huh. I admire it on a storytelling level and as, as what it's trying to accomplish. Okay. Even though like there, there's some, criticisms I've heard that I'm like, okay, bro, like chill out. But then it's like, Hey, that's fair. But then they even address it in future episodes too. Okay. Okay. So it's like, they, it's not like they're just running out doing whatever. So that's been a good one lately. And then, yeah, that's the main one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then audiobooks. I just finished Will Smith's autobiography. Said it was really good. Yeah, I really liked does it. He, does he narrate it? Yes. See, that's that's my favorite. And when... here's the thing: is like the way he narrates it, and like they throw in sound effects and ah. music too. Yeah. And it it makes the book come alive to where I'm like, if I was just reading this, it would be boring. Like mm-hmm. the audiobook is the superior version mm-hmm. because they put in the music and the sound effects, and it's him talking about his own life yeah. too. And he's just an individual that I think has lived a really interesting life. And, you know, and he is really good at talking about like, hey, this is where I've screwed up. Yeah. And, you know, obviously we have differing opinions on morality and God. But, you know, I can look to the things that he's done well and be like, okay, I can apply those principles to my life. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm reading... So every day I try to read a bit of a nonfiction book and then I'm reading a comic because I have a ton of comics and a ton of books in general that I haven't read. So I'm trying to be more intentional about it this year. I understand. So I'm right now I'm reading, uh, how to win friends and influence people. And I'm reading the walking dead comics. (laughs) 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 Um, I've never gotten to the show, but I really like the comics. Okay. That's cool. And the whole series is done. Yeah. So I'm just, it's one of those things where literally the premise of The Walking Dead, and the author has said this, the premise of it is a zombie apocalypse movie that doesn't end. Because most, if you watch like a zombie movie, 
it's like, okay, guy wakes up. He's like, oh, crap, there's zombies. We got to escape this situation. And then they escape. The movie's over. Yeah. But this is like, okay, if this happened in real life, what would be the logical conclusions? Wow. But then when the premise is a zombie movie that never ends, it's like, okay, well, it does end. How do you, right. How How do do you, how how do you bring some type of a conclusion that doesn't conclude? So, so (laughs) I'm really, it's one of those things where it is, I am into it for the story and for the characters, but I also am like, how do you end this? Like as a storyteller, Uh as a, as a, professional storyteller i'm like how do you end this story i really want to see yeah you're in, how you you're wrap invested. this bad boy up yeah, right yeah, yeah. so that's really cool. that's what i'm reading i'm watching daredevil on netflix we just i started that a few because years of ago and the new stopped, movie oh, okay and i stopped and then when we went and saw you know spider-man spoiler he makes a cameo <laughs> well what was funny because like noah I know. Did you dude. recognize him? When oh, you saw I did. Him? Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, soon, dude, his reveal was perfect. Oh my gosh. Where it's like, I don't want to do spoilers, but when he came on, I, I, oh, I do. Because <laughs> Donnie, Donnie didn't watch it. No. And Noah is like, you, you ask Noah anything about star Wars, Marvel, Noah, Noah's got you. Yeah. And when that came on, I was like, oh, ah, I know. I, I remember <laughs> I was in the theater and I audibly gasped. I did. I was like, and then but and then nobody was, else in the theater reacted <laughs> i was like oh, and then <laughs> and then like no one else cared oh see this um, is why i leaned over to donnie i said this is why i like this so is why i like marvel so right. much more than dc they're consistent across the board right what happens in the series is what you and right I just like and that's that. and the thing that made me happy about his cameo in oh, no way so home good. is the netflix shows before disney plus the MCU shows that were made before yeah, Disney yeah, yeah, Plus yeah. existed and they made their MCU right. shows, it was always kind of up in the air if these were... Going to continue. It, or... Well, if they were canon. Oh, if, yeah. If yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they would acknowledge the MCU movies, but, they're, but, but they the movies never gave a crap about the shows. Right. And there is even, if you want to get into it, there is <laughs> even there was some behind-the-scenes drama with that where right. the... Mar- the Marvel television division and the Marvel movie division—they yeah. yeah, they were two completely yep. different ends of the company. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's like if you had a depart two departments at your company that are doing similar things, but they don't give a crap about each other, right? Right, and okay, then and they're not working together. But here, but that, but that's why I do like because I was I watch Shield. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I haven't gotten into all of the other Marvel. Uh, series on Netflix. Yeah. They're pretty dark. Yeah. And I, and I understand. I and, recognize And that was that something that's, else that's like they had such a different tone. Right. Than the, and than I the recognize, movies. though, that most of the comics actually were more dark. Yeah. And, and things like that. But, but what I was going to say was, but what I liked was like, while S.H.I.E.L.D. had a role in Marvel and in the cinematic universe and all of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it, when the series was happening, there wasn't much crossover. There was a lot of, like you said, mentioning and, you know, things like that. But, there was enough that happened that when a when a movie came out, there was at least references or mentions so that it carried the timeline right. on. But then the movie, but, but the movies never no returned the favor no, to the show. They shows. didn't. But when you're talking DC, I watched Arrow, I watched Flash, yeah, um, Supergirl, and then and then and then the movie comes out. What was it? Um, where it was all of them? Justice League. Justice League. That's. 
that's not Barry. Right. <laughs> that's that's the stuff right. that and drives me sure. bananas. DC, like, so like, I I'm like. I'm sorry, you could have totally Man, done we're going to have, like, our own, like, comic <laughs> podcast now. So DC, I like DC and Marvel equally. Well, but um, I'm not into on the a, comics. Right, exactly. On a comic so. standpoint, I like them both. Um, and then DC, the best DC has ever been outside of the comics is the animated shows from the nineties. <laughs> so they were doing like they had the bat, they started with the Batman and then they made a Superman show and they made, they made a justice league show and that was doing like the cinematic universe thing before, before that was the Marvel thing. cinematic yeah. universe thing. And it's so frustrating because now the, I haven't seen a lot of the DC movies and I know that they are kind of coming into their own to a degree now, like the new suicide squad movie that came out, people really liked. And then they took a character from that movie peacemaker and made a show that people really like now. Oh, I and didn't realize that cause I've not watched. So, and then suicide with squad. the justice league live action movie in particular, the first cut of it fans hated, but then Zack Snyder made his own four hour cut and people really liked that. So it's like there's potential there. It's just studio executives need to get out of the way of the storytellers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it comes down to. And I wish that the writers of the animated shows that I grew up with, where they were doing their own continuous universe that overlapped across multiple series, I'm like, just take those writers and make them do the live action stuff. It's like you guys have the right ingredients. You just need to prepare the food well, correctly. But it's even like when you go back to like the WB and you had Arrow and, and they're Flash doing the, and Supergirl. They're doing and they their own thing. Over so right. well, everything crossed over so well. But then, I mean, they had they had the alternate timelines right. before MCU brought all that right. in, right? You know, and so and I, that was pretty cool. But no one. But but then you don't see those same actors, and it's to me, it's just like why it's like. Five different worlds, right? And and I and you get don't want to keep up with all like, of it. <laughs> I like this Barry Allen. I like him. Right. <laughs> I like him. Why is he not in the movie? Why aren't you here? You know, kind <laughs> That's of a funny. thing. But yeah. But anyway, no. We love we love the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Like you know, our first movie back in the theaters when life opened up was was Shang Chi. So was it? Yeah. That's funny. I so yeah, Daredevil. I watched the yeah, first so two. Se- yeah, I I watched the first two seasons when they came out, but then I never saw the third season. So I'm watching it for the first time. La, 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 la. And <laughs> dude, the third season. Have you not seen the third? No, it's no, the no, no. best. We've. I mean, because I dude, had watched. I'm not going to tell you watched, anything that no, happens. I only watched like maybe, maybe five or six episodes of the first season, and yeah. then that was several years ago. Okay. But then when we went and saw Spider Man. And, and you're like, man, I want to, I want to rewatch it. We got it. I said, and I asked Dude. Donnie and Noah, I was like, okay guys, you, we need to do this. Are you in? And so we yeah. started it, but so how far are you in? Well, so that's a whole thing on how Donnie likes to watch TV and how I prefer to watch <laughs> TV. So we're kind of at a halt. We're, um, we're almost at the end of the first season. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> but I'm super excited because the, also like the Kingpin and yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's and it's one of those things where I'm watching. I I've watched all the Disney Plus. I never did get into Agents of Shield. Daredevil's really the only Netflix Marvel show that yeah, I that's, I've watched. Well, I've tried to watch a couple of other ones, and it's it's too I much. Watch, it's, yeah. it's gratuitous, and, the, and a lot and of the, things that the like, not necessary. Don't the characters care. and the stories just aren't as investing. No. But then I've finished like Loki and Captain oh. Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Hawkeye and. WandaVision, 
And I compare those shows compared to Daredevil. I'm like, it's not even close. Well, they're very different styles. And right. How they're and it's, presented. I mean, like, we what? laughed with, oh, my husband hated Loki. Did he? Now, I think funny. Loki's probably live action villain's probably my favorite villain. Sure. Um, but um, I, I really enjoyed WandaVision. Um, Hawkeye was just an interesting take. Yeah. But, man... People got their opinions on Hawkeye, you right. know, and all I, that. And here's so. the thing. I enjoyed all those shows, but I would never watch them again, probably. But yeah. Daredevil, I would watch over and over again. Like this, dude, the third season's the best. That's <laughs> okay. all I'm going to say. Okay. I'm not done with it, but it just takes. I'm excited. It takes the conflict of the characters and just takes it to the next logical conclusion and it goes up a notch. And it's one of those things where it's like, I'm no other superhero show or movie has had me invested like daredevil. Okay. Good like, to know. And, and here's the thing. I've enjoyed the MCU, every MCU movie I've watched. I've enjoyed the other MCU shows I've enjoyed. And, but as far as like, Here's here's the thing with the MCU is I'll watch something once to figure out okay what's the its place in this universe okay cool Daredevil's the only thing I would watch as a standalone as a standalone I can enjoy this on its own yeah so I get that that's what I'm watching and that's what I'm reading <laughs> there you go there you go well I think this is really cool I gotta ha- try to figure out how to um, two hours like, who's, I'm not that we're not the most amazing people on the planet. <laughs> Who's going to sit and listen to two hours and 20 minutes of, of this us. In, one, in one sitting, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I do just put it all out and you listen to it as you can. Yeah. Because um, I don't know that it's going to be easy to to try to divide that other than the Marvel. We could cut that and make it <laughs> a thing. Be like a quick half hour episode. Yeah. Um, but I really appreciate this, Zach. I think it's a conversation that um, that needs to be had and in in even a more – um, open space than this. I mm. think dialogue is crucial to helping people understand. And this isn't about a generation or a group of people um, not getting their way. This is like, no, this is my life and I need you to help me do it and stop being trite. Yeah. You I, mean well, right. but actually every time you do that, it kind of squashes. It's like all. just, I would say, yeah, take your single friends where they're at. And if they want your help looking for somebody, help them politely. But then the main thing, it's like help them find a sense of adventure, community, and purpose in their stage of life now. Help them find meaning in their life now. And do more listening than advice giving. Mm-hmm. That'll preach right there. All right. I appreciate it. Yeah. You're the best, man. You're the best. All right. Thanks for listening, and as always, I appreciate it if you subscribe, like, rate, share. I think the biggest compliment you can give either of us, Zach or I, today is if you share this with somebody that you think it would help and benefit. And see you next time.